Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Oh, baby, 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 oh, hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. I'm Andy. And I'm Elika Jerembla Bayachel. Yes, yes. You know what? The one thing that you can pronounce any way you want is your own name. Absolutely. You You have total power over that. The, Mm, your parents present you with the cage of the spelling, but you can break free to the world of pronunciation. Those phonemes are yours. For me, it's taking out any trebly S sounds Mm, and turning them all into hard, into all hard C's. (laughs) I like there. <laughs> ah, the hard seas. Also known um, as icebergs. Icebergs, uh, really? Icebergs. Hard seas? Hard seas. You know what would be really great? Oh, would I get be that. Sorry. If hard in addition, seas. if in addition to the, uh, I say great, but this could be where we're heading in a global warming, warming situation. In addition to the icebergs. And it will be global whelming. Welding. Global whelming. I'm <laughs> global whelmed. <laughs> uh, they're, they're, re, they're renaming climate change. It was global warming. Uh, then they changed it to climate change. Now they're calling it global whelming. Global whelming. Yes. Uh, now, if in addition to the icebergs at the poles, at the equator, we had... Uh, regions of the sea where it was boiling. And so you had mm. enormous bubbles floating around, you know. So somehow the, the surface tension is keeping the mm. boiling steam, mm. the steam, the, the, the steam ocean. Exactly. Um, in there. I guess, I mean, like I don't want to go too into this, but I would. Okay, why I not? Mean, I, I, why not? I don't know why. I don't know why, but I guess you could suggest you could suggest that clouds are are steam seas, sea, sea steams. Mm. I mean, or steam seas. Yeah, although it's always pissed me off, right? When you get yeah. told by scientists, you know those fucking scientists, they say, "Well, actually, steam is invisible. What you're seeing is actually droplets of liquid water. That's condensation, not steam." You you can't see steam. Did you know this? Did you know this? You aware yeah, of this? No, I didn't. Well, I mean, I feel like it's probably. Look, I, I'm not 100 percent, but for example, regular water mm. is invisible, mm. right? But you can see it, right? Yes, because it affects 
because of the way it affects the you know when you look through it, you Light. see other things, mm, right? Yeah, in many Light, ways, that's what like seeing that. is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but it's see-through, right? <laughs> yes. Glass, you can't see, but actually, you can. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. You see, yeah, you yeah. look right through it. Right, but at the same time, you can look at it, often because of the way that it affects that. So, and I feel like steam is not going to have no effect on the world. No, no. I think what it does is it can distort light, you know, and you can get like a wavy, wavy, you know, things look a little bit wavy. But yeah, whatever you, whatever people normally say when they say, ah, I can see the steam, you know, oh, the steam is rising. I oh, see the steam. Oh, my breath, my ste- steam and my breath, you know, all that stuff. None of that's steam. It's not steam. None of that's steam? That's that's all That's all liquid, liquid. Drop, drop. So that's steam that was, it, so I guess it must have been steam at some point? Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. that's not yeah, it? I think that's how it got there. I think that's how it got there. It escaped and then it condensed as it cooled down. In or, the that's what you're seeing. Or is it just breath water? Like when you when it's cold outside and you've got breath water. You know, yeah. so, so you're, you're blowing. You're just blowing out a very small amount of water. Yeah. And so, and it's that it's being like that that the it's particles and it's being carried on the air because it's a small amount because mm, you've distributed it throughout your your air. I I reckon that's probably both. I think that that you have air uh, water water vapor in yeah. the air, like you know you would have mm. with humidity. Okay, in the in the air that you're breathing out, but as it yep. gets out into the cold, it condenses, turns into again water droplets, and you're just seeing liquid water. But but I guess but you water. don't. You, you don't say, have look, like... I can see the water. Look at the water I can see coming the wa- out of me. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm absolutely dripping through my mouth <laughs> um, into the air. A cloud of drips. Mm, that's um, what it is. That's the truth. It is. It's a cloud of drips. Mm. Um, but is. Because, I mean, it's not steam because, I guess, there's no water that's boiling in your body, right? Uh, no, I think I think that you can, well, you can still, you know, you can get evaporation from the oceans without the oceans boiling. You still get so, cause you, you, evaporation. You just get like li- a few, a few. So that means that those particles mm. have reached 100 degrees. I don't know that temperature you can talk about. For individual particles, right? Oh, yeah, because it's an average. Yeah. So I think all that's happened is you know maybe a couple of particles have collided with one particle and given it enough energy to break the bonds yeah. of the water and zip up into the at- atmos. So that um, it can be steam. And but I then think, I think that might be steam. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Great. And uh, now is there a sketch in this? Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Just you wait till I lay this sketch idea on you, Alastair. Yeah, yeah. You know, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. You know, picture the dead parrot sketch, the I- iconic sketch, the yeah, dead parrot sketch. But, well, but it's, it's a cloud of breath, of, yeah. of wet breath. <laughs> it's cold day. It's a cloud of wet breath. And he says... You sold me this steam. He says, that's not steam. Uh, no, he says, no, he says, you sold me this steam. Mm. And it's, it's condensation. But I've just been told it's actually, it's actually water. So and he says, no, it isn't. No, it isn't. Anything, anything in that? Anything in that? Yes, yes it is. Yes, you, can't, you can't see steam. Yes, you can. <laughs> that's most 
mostly, you gotta admit, most of Monty Python just... is somebody saying something, and then the other person going, "No, it isn't." <laughs> it's uh, something that is obviously one thing, and then you just go, "No, it isn't," in a really funny way. No, yes, it is. Slightly, if you took out slightly high pitched voice. Took... No, it isn't. They should. They say... should have um, trademarked. No, it isn't. They should have. Mm. If they, if if you take out all the no it isn'ts from there's nothing and there. The yes it is from Monty Python. It's actually it's just dust. There's there's three minutes of content there. It's actually Max. just water particle, particles. Just people disagreeing vehemently oh. for no reason. <laughs> um, clearly they shouldn't be. Um, mm. So okay, we don't have a sketch unless <laughs> unless it is this water. Parrot. It's a war- <laughs> it's a parrot. Um, um, would that work as a as 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 any kind of a sketch? I mean, I feel like there's it's 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 almost a meme format to just we're just I mean we're just taking their sketch idea and then mm. and then just putting other things in there. Mm. Um, I mm. guess it's not quite a format, really. It's not really a, a sketch idea. I think I think we've encountered the mom- the first moment where something is so nothing. Yeah. Well, I think that there, what it is is that uh, th- there's also the flaw of the fact that obviously you can transform water between states in, and back again, you know, without you can get it back exactly as it was, which is a pretty cool thing about water. I mean, it would you get it really back exactly. suck if water was single use only, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Once, yeah, yeah. once get... it's evaporated, it's steam, it's steam forever. And yeah. once it's once it's ice, that it's ice. It's not coming back. But then, if it's if it's steam forever, mm. does it just become? You could have ice steam, like you know, like just freezing steam. Oh, that is that is pretty uh, cool. Then you could have, uh, <laughs> you know, you could have a ooh, room temperature mm. water. Mm. But then also, room, <laughs> you could have room temperature ice. <laughs> Imagine. See, I think. You know, ice that just stays ice. Hot ice. I mean, hot. you could have... Yes, you could have hot ice. Ice that melts rock. Mm. You know, just because you could... Mm, you could have ice that... No, no, I was going to say ice that melts other ice, but you couldn't. But you could have ice that boils you water. You could have ice that melts other ice. No, you couldn't because the ice that has become ice remains ice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. That's true. Yeah, gosh. You'd... But that's the one thing that it can't... Yeah, yeah, no, you, you had already done that thinking. Um, yeah. So, and and is but you could have ice that boils water. You could heat really heat up some ice, like till it's like red hot, uh, with a little blowtorch, yeah. and then you could chuck those some red hot ice pebbles into some water. That water boils, turns into steam, never changes back. We would have to learn, and then at the end, that ice is still just sitting there. Um, this is this is a I think this is a sketch, Andy. I know this just doesn't, uh, mm. but. It's kind of it's a it's a dystopian kind of idea. Well, it's a sci-fi idea. Yes. Um, where water can only change phases, change states, phase, state change phase once, once and then it stays there. Yeah. And then, and so then we're getting less and less liquid water, which would mean. Mm. But then, um, so then eventually you would probably have to. Learn how to drink steam. So you'd have to open up your esophagus. 
You know, like people do. <laughs> but I, no, you'd have to open up your esophagus, like like people do when, <laughs> when they're sculling. But you'd have to learn yeah. how to 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 suck in through your <laughs> esophagus. Mm. So sort of a esoph- esophageal breathing. The esophageal suck. The esophageal suck. That's quite. I reckon that. I wonder if that's a technique that anybody uses in those competitive eating things, where you kind of maybe expand your stomach cavity somehow to create some kind of suction, really pull mm. down, suck stuff in. Yeah. And then all, you'd get you'd get mm. all the steam in your blood. Yeah, well, that's the problem, right? Is that the water that is steam, yeah. can it then uh, have any useful function in your body? Can it be absorbed into your cells to do watery type things? Because that's suspiciously like it becoming water again. You know, liquid. No, no. So I think well, and then you know, when it comes out, does it come out as piss or does it come out like as liquid uh, piss or does it, it come out as absolutely steam? just go <laughs> bits droplets <laughs> that are liquid droplet, and then and then like just mist. <laughs> yeah, and also some shards of like solid ice in there as well. If you've ever oh. had ice blocks in a in a oh, drink, no, or because it would How would it get? Oh, I guess. <gasps> How would it get through? Here's what would happen, though. You could take the ice blocks and you could smash it down until that's the only way you could yeah, sort of it was get like, it back uh, in any way to be close to uh, liquid is to just break it up but, into small enough <laughs> dust. But that's nothing like a liquid. That's nothing like a liquid. Dry water. That's still a solid. Be- <laughs> that's like... <laughs> that is like sand or yeah yeah or dust it or you know shards of diamond but it wouldn't lose all of its properties it would, right it would still be like water isn't that what i, f- I guess if you can cr- grind it down to to whatever the particle size of water is then it, i think they have mm, to start to individual individual atoms. individual atoms or it's, molecules not no don't go all the way to atoms cuz then you got then you got just like free oxygen and 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 yeah, hydrogen that. and that that oxygen will just start reacting with your skin. You'll probably just burn. You got all oh, these yeah. free this radicals. Is starting to sound bad. <laughs> no, but the sketch idea is, and it, look, it's it's not the clearest, uh, cl- clearest, hilarious sketch, but um, is that water? Uh, there's an event. There's an event. There's a yes. flashing that somehow ah. affects. The knowledge that molecules have on what to do, <laughs> it, mm. it changes. Yeah, they know. They know. They have identities, and they remember. There's something. And they become really stubborn. You know, the the thing that you know that that whatever you know. So so whatever it is within a, a water molecule, that when mm. you apply heat to it, it then ch- changes and starts becoming a gas, and then changes and starts becoming a a uh, a solid when you cool it. That thing that, that happens, that it gets affected in some way. It's something about the molecular interaction between it. Something happens in the code of the universe. Mm. And the flash code. Yeah. And that's and so somehow it, it manifests as just a big flash of light, but 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 it comes from behind the universe. Uh, it, it comes uh, from outside comes from the back end. In everywhere. <laughs> Yeah. Right. And then, but we, right. but we see the flash coming through matter. Firmware. It's like everything glows mm. 
from the other side, from behind the screen. <laughs> right? It's, it's, this sounds really cool. Yeah. And we're like, I mean, I'm not sure how you would experience that in any way that would be different to just a very bright light just happening. Well, but it's a cool idea. Yeah. And then it's like coming for them from that fifth or fourth dimension, the one that we, yeah, where mm. wherever whatever's on the other side. Anyway, where whatever the dimension is that's on the other side, um, it's behind everything. If you can imagine where that dimension yeah. would be. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, Al. I get it. I get it. And the more you say it, the more I want to think about it. And that makes me get it yeah. less. So I think it's better to just say okay. it and move on. And then on. We, what, what, what we have to do as people is we have to mm. we have to then try to get all the liquid. Once we realize what's happening and until mm. we can fix this, until we get onto the back end, right, mm. is we need to get as much water into a safe, secure place where it can stay room temperature. Mm. So we good. take all the bottles of wine out of the cellars. We put just kiddie pools just filled with water in there. Yeah. Um, museums that are air-conditioned. <gasps> oh, no, that might cause some evaporation. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think you... Oh, I mean, well, maybe you do need air conditioning. You need something to keep temperatures mm. as... Couldn't use evaporative cooling, obviously. No. But you need something to keep the temperatures of our living spaces as regulated as possible. And probably as close to zero degrees as possible. Why? Without going below it. Yeah. Because things are always evaporating. Yeah. In a temperature. I guess so, yeah. yeah. I guess, yeah. Maybe five degrees just to be safe, you know, in oh, case there's a... Oh, man. And you'd have... Water would be so rationed. Yeah. The amount that you're allowed to have for everything. You'd have to write a... a, a like a, a form to the government for every cup of water mm. explaining what you're going to use it for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a lot of paperwork and that paper mm. will contain water. That paper probably contains some water, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I reckon we probably won't be using ink, that's for sure. <gasps> yeah, we'll, we'll be use using crayons. old-fashioned... <laughs> Wax crayons, crayons. Graphite. graphite, yeah, and people will probably oil will become a lot more. Uh, you know, we'll, you'll have your baths in oil. Well, well, maybe we'll we'll have to just start drinking oil. Yep, just squeeze them right out of the, straight from the pig. <laughs> I think it would be fun to drink oil for a week, yeah. vegetable oils, and just see what it's like. Mm. I think you'd feel really interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I think that would be. I think about that a lot because I once read a story about a person who was preparing themselves for an an Arctic journey, ah. an exploration of the Arctic, and yes. you know they just bring like chocolate and nuts with them while they're on that on mm. that journey because they just use up so many kilojoules, so they just need stuff that's kilojoule dense i'm sure i'm sure i said this on this podcast is sometime in the last seven years anyway i don't but in order to prepare themselves for the journey to for their body to take that many kilojoules they would drink two glasses of olive oil a day two pints i think they were saying (laughs) two pints (laughs) i just want to know what your shit is like i'll i'll be i'll come clean that's what I want to oh, know. Oh, you won't come clean. No. You'll come quite messily. <laughs> In fact, you're gonna they're gonna 
The doctor will say you'll have to stop coming. <laughs> stop coming to the doctor because it's <laughs> making it's making a big you're mess. Staining all you're leaving you're a trail. Everything, the carpet, the clothes. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh, I had. But you could become an oil-based creature. Idea. Do you think you could? Um, now, do you think there's a sketch in that? I want to just write down my idea here. On the oil thing, drinking uh, oil? I don't forget. No, my, my idea is a different thing. So, yeah, but you, is, you, is, is yours that? I think somebody who drinks oil, who just replaces water with oil, and then they just... <laughs> it's just like somebody's friend. They, they're just like, I read on the internet that this was better. And, then, and they're just so greasy. <laughs> but they're also so sick, yeah, right? Like, like they're in they're in a hospital bed. They're dying, <laughs> and their family is begging them to just drink a glass of water. And they're like, "More oil, oil." For some reason, I picture them. You're at you're at a pub with friends, and then this is their friend mm. shows up, and they're greasy, and they and they just pull out a bottle of sort of Crisco or whatever Crisco. <laughs> Of sort of blended <laughs> vegetable and pour that in a pint. I mean, is this a new kind of alcoholism? Well, yeah, but he's like, is I'm this not... a new drinking? But problem? they're looking down at you, who is drinking, um, who is drinking alcohol, saying that that's so bad for you. But this person is gross, and their shirt is just drenched in oil, <laughs> and they keep slipping. <laughs> they can't but, lean on the. the t- they put put their elbow on the table. But I think this is a funny new drinking problem yeah. that people start drinking oil. One of the funny things about it is that you can't mix it with anything in order to disguise what you're drinking. Other oil. You, know, you can't. It's only other oil, exactly. You know? And the great thing is that if you're really you know, under the influence of this, this slippery stuff, I'm sure it's bad for your driving as well, right? Drinking oil and driving because you probably can't grip the steering wheel properly. It <laughs> probably affects your vision yeah. in some way. If all the liquid in your body is sort of yellowy, I think that would make everything mm-hmm. look yellowy. Well, okay. So in your version, the body just starts replacing its <laughs> fluids with oil. That's the theory that behind it, yeah. <laughs> but then the police try and get you and they can't because you're so you're slippery. so slippery. Yeah, I wonder whether the oil this would the a... oil sort of offer you some kind of electrical insulation to stop you. I think it would. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a really good you point. Can't... And also, yep, they probably can't get the uh, you know those little pricks. The taser the t- would. Yeah, the work taser on you. pricks that they shoot at you. <laughs> they wouldn't get stick to you. You could just keep running, or or I guess it'd be like ice skating. <laughs> Even the bullets they're shooting you with, by the way, in this world, they've introduced, you know, shoot on site for public intoxication. Public oil intoxication. With oil, with oil. But, um, yeah, the bullets are just slipping off you as well. (laughs) They slip around you. Um, Now, my idea, Alistair, different idea. So I think that's a sketch idea. I think drinking oil... Oil drinking. Yeah, oil drinking problem is, is there. And I've, I've put an, in, an mm. inverted commas, for no reason, says that oil lifestyle. Mm, sure. I just love that oil um, lifestyle. Now, my I, I was thinking when you said, you know, there's a dimension that's behind everything. Yeah. Right. I, like, I was thinking it would be great if we found a way 
to access that. You, you know, mm. we just found a new way to move objects. Yeah. So that when you when they're out of the way, you're actually seeing what's really behind them <laughs> in some extra new type of behind <laughs> that we've invented. <laughs> but I was like, well, that, but that's too weird. That can't be a sketch. But then I thought, well, what about just regular the reg the idea of things regularly being behind things? Mm. You know. This is and that it, what that is is that's object permanence, right? That's the understanding of object permanence, and you know we've had a few sketch ideas where it's the it's a twist on the Ricky Gervais the invention of lying yeah. movie, but I think the invention of object permanence, and it's a a world in which really you know only one person understands that things can be behind other things. <laughs> what the ability to just like. It would be the equivalent of invisibility, right? Because when you walk behind things, people don't realize, you know, and then you come back again. I mean, I suppose it's confusing because in this world, people must still walk behind things relative to other people. All the but people time. don't understand why. And what it, they don't understand why or where they've gone. But they wouldn't ever think to do it consciously in order to conceal something. And, you know, things disappearing, reappearing, you know, it would probably end up being a lot like a horror film. It would probably end up being a lot like The Father, that terrible, you know, that horrific movie about um, dementia and losing your place in the world. But I think uh, it would be pretty neat to be able to just, you know, pull things out from behind things and make people think that you just summoned them into existence. I really like the idea that, yeah, about uh, only one person understands that things can mm. be behind other things. I mean, you could just build that into any into any regular slice of life sitcom, you know? That, mm. um, <laughs> I don't say it well. It's a big call. I was, I'm really intrigued. So, like, to see you know, they made they made how that could fit into a regular sitcom. What would a regular sitcom well, even look like <laughs> if people didn't understand that people still existed when they went off well, screen? Look, I so, mean, <laughs> it would really explain that enormous reaction that Kramer gets when he comes through the door on Seinfeld. Well, like you know, they've had the American office, they've had the UK office. Could they have the yeah. office where only one person understands that things can be behind other things? <laughs> you, you know what? You're right. And I, what I like is that this is still in a Ricky Gervais Well, universe. I think he deserves it because... The Ricky Gervais Extended yeah, Universe crossover. Where that's, the, that's his <laughs> crossover of a couple of his universes. Both the <laughs> the one where only the one person knows... The yeah, where only one person knows something universe... And the office universe. Yeah, exactly. I've always said that those happen in the same multiverse. I wonder. I wonder. I mean, Mm. I I haven't seen the movie yet. I think I should probably watch it because I reference it so much. The invention of lying. The invention of of knowing that things can be behind other things. Is this a uh, is this a joke? That all documentaries happen in the same universe. I have a theory that all documentaries happen in the yeah, same. Yeah, the the documentary extended universe. universe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the new D E U. Yeah, I think if you tweet that, you could say I think I have this theory that all um, 
non-fiction films happen in the same... Something like that. I don't know. I'm just trying to not use the word documentary twice. And you were doing a really great job of it, in Alistair. The same in fact, you yeah. didn't. In that sentence, you didn't even use it well, once. I, which I, I, I didn't. I didn't bother <laughs> saying your bit of the sentence, which was the punchline. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Oh, you, were you listening? I was oh, listening. And and I Andy, was, uh, is, was, does listening help when somebody doesn't say something? <laughs> uh, did you hear that I didn't say it? Because that doesn't make sense, Andy. <laughs> God, yeah, you sound like you know an idiot. What? You, really got you me sound there. like a <laughs> fucking idiot. Oh, it's so embarrassing to do a podcast with you. <laughs> Sorry, no, that's not true, Andy. I, I really love this, and thank you very much for your. Um... I really love this too, Alistair. But I am scared of how tired it makes me these yeah? days. Do you think? You know, do you think I used to be able to just do a podcast and then bounce right back? Yeah. You know, and, it, and well, I'd be fine. There would be nothing to bounce back from. You'd be like, "Well, that was a little bit of talking." Exactly. Now I get to the end of a podcast and I am worn down. Ah, yes. Well, my skin is cracked. Well, we're only about three weeks away or f- five weeks away from. I know, Alistair. I know. Um, God, I hope we're out of lockdown. Uh, I really felt old this morning. Yeah? I was up with my kids early in the morning, walking around the front room, and just for the first time, being like, my body hurts. Yeah, right. I <laughs> I am un- uncomfortable moving. And I have had a little bit of a, like a sore tooth recently. Oh, I hate that. And I've been like, a sore tooth? A sore- I hope this goes away. Yeah, I had one that went away the other day. Otherwise, oh, that's so good. That's <laughs> so, so good. I'm so, so happy. So feel, <laughs> so feel good about <laughs> ignoring it. Yeah, because I was like eating things and I was like, oh, it hurts to eat these things with my sore tooth. I hope it stops. Yeah. Because if I go to a dentist, they're going to say, how long since you went to a dentist? Oh, no. And I'll have to say, I have no idea. I reckon 10 years. Oh, no. (laughs) But. It could it could be fifteen. Oh, maybe <laughs> I think you have to have gone to the dentist in the last year or year and a half, two years, if you're allowed if you want to be allowed to ignore painful teeth. <laughs> yeah. I know. I remember I went when I was working as an engineer. I remember going <laughs> when I was an engineer, I went to the dentist. And that was in two thousand and seven. So I could have gone since then, mm. but whoever they were, they didn't make an impression on me. And you know what? That's not on me. That's on the dentist. Absolutely. They need to, they're all, they, they, they don't really have a personality that stays with you. And if they want mm. me to be able to remember when I last went to the dentist, well, then they've got to lift their game flair wise. Yeah. You know, turn it, have a little character thing they do. Have a little costume. a little show, you know, like like uh, like one of those you know Japanese restaurants where they cook in front of you. Mm, exactly. <laughs> They've got a bit for each part of the cooking. They're slapping, they're slapping the hot plate with a with a mm. metal with mm. a metal spatula, cha 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 mm. cha 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 like that, and it's <laughs> it's a feast for the senses, like that. Mm. Oh, your You'd ears think- hurt. You'd think having a man drilling inside your mouth would be memorable enough. Yeah, yeah, no. 
but it's but not. they should be doing a character like they're going like oh, I'm gonna ah oh, Eureka or something like that when they when mm. they get through the sort of the enamel or something like that and blood spurts out of your mouth. <laughs> Dentist, <laughs> they should. So there should be a little celebration, like when they strike oil. Mm. Um, dentists are obviously people who wanted to be able to drill into their fellow humans' heads. Yeah, and they found a they way. They found a legal way to to work within society's rules. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a relationship. It's a where it's symbiotic that we both get something out of it. Do you think there's something in this dentist but, in a show? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What about a you know cabaret theater dentist? <laughs> where they Come out dressed as a vampire. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> there's a whole. You know, why is it just dinner in a show? There are so many other things that we need. In life, um, that are you know that need require entertainment. Are, you can't look at your phone while you're on the while you're on the dentist table. Exactly, you know. And what a great end of year function for work. That's right. For us all to be able to go to the an dentist. ensemble dentist. Uh, yeah, and so you, it's <laughs> the one. It's the one field where you you know of performing where you need to have one performer for every. Um, for every audience member. Uh, I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily true. You look at how, you know, Gary Kasparov would play 12 chess grandmasters at once. Mm. You know, I think it would be nice to have them all lined up there. And this guy's such a good dentist that he's, 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 he's servicing just, everyone, rolling along. He's just, you know, one pair of gloves, 12 open mouths. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um. Well, I mean, that's what they do in a in a restaurant. That's true. That's you know? true. And um, and I guess they could um, the dentist if their dentist is doing that, then it's only fair like that the dentist is doing sort of maybe a rendition of Twelve Angry Men, you mm. know. And so as they move, each it's almost like each customer is one of the characters, but the dentist plays them. Mm. You know, and and he okay. and he sets up the people instead of sitting on chairs, like around you know around a table as like a jury would when they're you know deliberating, they're dentist chairs. Instead of that, <laughs> that's what you were thinking. They're dentist it? chairs, <laughs> and yeah, and so right. the the people are you know the people are built into the set, but while the people should be talking, and it you, you'll be able to tell when they should be talking because their mouth will be open. And then the but the dentist will have their hands in their mouth, but then will also be sort of doing ventriloquism through them. Now you know what the flip side of this What's is. What's that? Uh, we've got dinner and a show, hmm. right? Yeah. Why? You, so we've said, well, why does it have to be dinner and a show? Why can't it be something else hmm. in a show? But why can't it be dinner and something else? You know. Uh, Dinner and an appendectomy. You know why yeah. can't? Uh, Wait, are you are you you're, you're uh, trying why, to why you're trying it? to say like and a dinner, right? That's what you mean. Appendectomy and a dinner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So well, yeah, we got these things and a show, but why can't it be something and a dinner? It, it, you know what you've expressed it 
at least as well as I was expressing it, Alistair. If That's not great. Better. You know, it. Uh, I, I don't know if this phrase exactly works, but operating theatre restaurant. <laughs> you know, we. It's already called an operating theatre. Yeah. And uh, so, so maybe that's the theatre component, the fact that you're being surgically operated mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Uh, and then they add in the restaurant component. And, you know, so below the, the, that sheet yeah. um, that uh, they put up so you don't have to look at your open stomach, yeah. your open uh, torso... Yeah. Um, they're they're working away there, but th- that that could be a gingham tablecloth. Sure, you know. I mean, and but why are they cooking you... the things that they're taking out of you? <laughs> no, no, I don't think you're necessarily eating your okay, own body parts. Sure. I think that's disgusting. I think it would be nice. I think it's not disgusting. Is... I think it would be fine to at least eat one bit of you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, you can pick one, pick one bit, and they will cook it up and eat it. I, you know, I think in a we've talked a lot about alternative medical futures here, or in you know in other episodes, and we might have even discussed exactly this. You know, cannibals who eat your things that they remove. Yeah, from I think we have mentioned that recently. The new health system, but. I don't see why I shouldn't be able to pay what I want. You know, if we're going to Americanize our health system and make it user pays and the customer is always right, then I should be able to pay as much as I want to be able to eat the things that they're cutting well, out of me and have them cooked. I think I should be able to bring my own chef. It doesn't along. seem that instead of having cr- you know crazy that there should be a mm-hmm. restaurant that spe- spe- specifically works with a doctor, and you come and we, they mm. cut off a part of your body that is safe to cut off. Mm. And then mm. they prepare it for you. So let's say you take mm. a date there and they take out a bit of your elbow skin. Yeah. And it's just like you just go there for a little snack, but the, it's about the experience of eating a part of yourself. I think scrotum skin would probably be a good place to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, there seems to be so much yeah. of it. There's just. You know, it's, it's a, they, they <laughs> specify in scrotum skin and outer labia skin. Mm. I mean, p- probably um, a bit of ass would be a good idea. Like if it was. If they performed a bit of ass liposuction, very micro, micro dosing liposuction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and then just like a, just a, like a, a pathology amount of ass skin. And then they just prepare yeah. that for you in like a, just a, a tiny hors d'oeuvre kind of, uh, mm. hors d'oeuvre. I'm so sorry. That's, oh, it's hors d'oeuvre. Hors d'oeuvre. Hors d'oeuvre. Um, how the French wanted it pronounced, and then you know it's just a, it's a great date. I don't know why it's I feel like it's a good date thing. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's not a first date, but maybe it's a good third. Third date, date. third date. Eat yeah. your own, and it, I mean, yeah, it's not a <laughs> eat your own eat, eat your own balls or ass or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell! 
I mean, people are going to think that we are we have some sort of cannibal fetish. Listeners are going to start to tune out because they're like, no, they're going to gonna talk, start to talk think. Too they're much. going to start they to talk think. Talk too much. <laughs> and how long have we been doing this? There's at least in the you know, even in the last hundred, you know, almost a hundred sketch ideas. We're on two ninety five, I think, um, or two ninety six. I'm not sure. Um, even in the last hundred episodes, there's probably a cannibal sketch in fifty percent of the <laughs> of the yeah, episodes. You know what I think would be a great service would be a sort of a, a a mobile chef, right? Who does call outs, right? And basically you can call them out and, and they got to cook whatever, whatever it is that you, you give them. So they've got this incredibly versatile skill set. They are real, you know, iron chef types. Are they are they, they made of iron? What they're going to be working is it like with. like Iron Giant yeah, kind of scenario. Like, is it a robot? That, that's all. That's also the case. I think robots would definitely help mm. with this, but they they get to you. They don't know what they're going to have to cook yeah. up until you get there. But you could be you know driving down the road, see some roadkill, and think you know what I reckon. There's some good meat in this. Call up this call out chef, and they'll come along, mm. and they'll they'll cook it for you there and then. You know, it could it can absolutely be anything. It could be a, you know, some some fallen leaves. It could be some garbage. They'll find to a way good. to to make it good. Yeah, I mean, how? Yeah, I mean, because because I like I like the idea of their little van. They got a little van. It comes out <laughs> like a, like, quick, a, like a small yeah. tiny van, like a smaller than a mini. Tiny van. Yeah. It's, can they? It's real can small. they kind of sit upright in it? Or do they have to like yeah, lay I mean, down? To I don't drive, know. Use I don't one know hand if it's on the pedal. Still, still a van. <laughs> they just got one, one van. One. They got two vans. One on each foot. They got a van. And they are just vanning it. Where are they wearing a pair of vans? They're wearing vans, is what I'm describing. Oh fuck it out. Um. Um, I don't want to get caught up on this van thing. I know this is really just about a, sh- a roaming chef who who cooks anything like it's a mystery box in like Master Chef. Like that's what what all these these shows show us. All these cooking shows. It's all about mm. you don't know what the ingredients are until moments before you start cooking, and then it's a challenge. But mm. it's something you never see chefs do at a restaurant or in life. No, but it is something that I do at oh, home. Yeah. Every night. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, what have but, we got? But you're not... <laughs> How is this going to be pasta tonight? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. That's the thing, is that you're not... You're also not trying to make it award-winning. You're trying to make it passable. No. Yeah, that's true. Um. <laughs> um so, Look, what is this sketch idea? I don't know. I don't know if my, my call-out ske- uh, chef idea... I don't, think, I don't think that's actually anything, Alistair. I think you know. Let the let the let the chef, let the chef stay. Let home. tired sh- chefs lie. I mean, what is what is a way in which? I mean, you know, say aliens yeah. come along, and we find that the only way that we can kill them is to eat them. That's the only way. They uh, we can talk th- about aliens coming along, yeah. along a lot, but um, so that means that know, we have that to eat them alive. They're slow moving, yeah. right? Um, but they're unstoppable, except by the human digestive system. Wow! And 
and so you know they 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 come down and they are encroaching on a major city right they're going to yeah. they're going to it's you know maybe it's even just like a single huge blob type yeah. thing right and so we're all down there on the front line with you know and the chefs are now on the front line cuz they're right down the front with their little mobile uh what do they call that thing at the Japanese restaurant where they cook it at the uh, table? Yeah. Is that teppanyaki? Teppanyaki, yeah, I think it's teppanyaki. Yeah, they got a mo- little mobile teppanyaki table. <laughs> They're slicing bits off, right, off this thing. Yeah. Cooking them as quickly as they yeah. can and then chucking them jokes. to the people who are like standing around. Yeah. And then and, you know and we're all eating it as quickly as we can. And if you don't eat okay. it, it's, it's the little the little ooze then just starts Yeah. Growing into a new or, or, one, yeah, or like, oh, yeah, okay, that could that's probably better. But this one, I was just gonna picture it kind of goes and it, and it heads back to the big one and it starts and it rejoins yeah. it. But yeah, if it grows, oh, starts yeah, growing no, into a new one, how would we figure this out? That it, I mean, uh, you know, that moment where somebody accidentally eats, I think, some. I think, I think they're test doing tests on it in the lab. Some accidentally ends up in somebody's sandwich, they try to stop them from eating it. Until the last second, and then they do, and then they realize that that kills. They're them. doing X-rays, right? And then they're yeah. like, "Oh, well, maybe and we could recreate stomach acid." And then they try that, and they mm. try putting stomach acid, and it does nothing. It doesn't does work. Nothing. It does nothing. <laughs> if anything, it, gr- it grows <laughs> we, we, stronger. <laughs> and and you know, this thing, I guess, is kind of quite a bland flavor. It's quite tofu-like. Mm, it's like that conjac. So it really relies on the art of the chef to make it. Oh, to that's elevate the problem. It and to make you want to keep eating it because that's the other problem is that people get fatigued eating this thing. There's just, it's so big and there's so much of it. It's grown to this extent. Mm. And, and what we find in a twist on, uh, you know, common sorts of tropes uh, in movies is that actually it is our gluttony that's, that will save yeah, us. That's good. I like that. Yeah. I like this. Um, uh, only way to beat alien is to eat it. I might call this episode Smorgasbord. Sure. Yeah, I mean, look, there was a lot of... Um, if I remember. Yeah, Smorgasbord. Um, I guess that's if we were robots in some way, or... Um, I guess maybe there, the, this beast, this alien thing is kind of a bit like the Borg in some way. I'm not really sure. Yeah, because it sounded like it was like a giant blob. Kind of, I pictured a big caterpillary kind of hideous thing. It's just oozing. Yeah, these things don't have to make... Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I think it doesn't even have features necessarily. Um, but yeah, I guess we we whittle it away until like, you know, we've got to eat its its tiny, its brain, its tiny brain right at the end. And everyone is so full. Everyone is so, so full. We're, full and then, you know, and this becomes a global effort. Yeah, exactly. You know, people are coming from a long way All away. All the different... Well, and that's why, you know, and what a melting pot of all the different chefs, of all the different things there, all, you know, coming up with cuisines and then fusion cuisines. Mm. Using are... those using those um, those uh, zucchini spiralizers mm. to turn it into noodles. And then you're just having like bolognese yeah. on it and you're kind of having, you know, eight different <laughs> Asian sauces, you know, beef black bean, yeah. um, mapo tofu sauce maybe. Getting mm. cutting it up into cubes like it's uh, and then once it's gone, then we'll be like actually oh, cutting it up into cubes. What a great <laughs> cutting idea! Cutting it up into cubes to replace to- <laughs> oh, tofu. I can't believe nobody thought of this until now. This is a breakthrough. This is gonna 
This is going to buy us another week. <laughs> that thing where you blend it, turn it into juice, into juice of course. turn it into juice. You know, like people mm. who are eating like just oh, bananas, juicing it. Somebody yeah. who told me that you know, like but, when they do know. that, that all banana diet. You know, people who do that. I haven't heard of this, but it sounds great. I'd do that. Well, yeah, and then but then suddenly it's like, you know, your days in, your days in, and you just can't eat another banana, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so, but then you got to find just ways. I really want to look this. You got to find ways of. There's something like I think it's called Banana Island or something like that, and it's it's just these one food things, and people think it's a cleanse or something like that, and you got to find new ways of eating it so that there's just some variation, and I think you got to wait for them to get sugar spots on them for some reason. Um. Anyway, banana, banana diet plan for weight loss. Lose 10 kilograms in 10 days. Fucking hell. It doesn't, like, if that's true, that doesn't sound like it would be fun. No. <laughs> that can't be good. <laughs> 10 kilograms in 10 days. That is, like, a very aggressive flesh-eating bacteria. Yeah. And, and, and the banana diet yeah. uh, seem to be capable of doing that. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't envy them. But at the same time... <laughs> A woman ate only bananas for 12 days and look what it did to her. <laughs> I I want to find out. Yeah. What did it do to her? Is she okay? Oh, she's dead. Oh, no. No, uh, let's see. No, I don't know. Um, there doesn't seem to be a picture to actually indicate what it did to her. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm calling bullshit on that one. Okay. Well, look, we're probably far enough into this episode that I could take us take us to three words from a listener. Take me. Take, Take me. you there. You ready to go there? Yeah. Andy, yeah. you know, listeners who listen, the, the yeah. real listeners, the those listeners who listen, yeah. <laughs> um, they can support us on Patreon by giving us three bucks or whatever, and then they can um, suggest three words from a listener, them, or any listeners, any listeners in their life, somebody who is a good listener. Mm. I, I don't know if anybody is throwing in a lot of words from other people, um, other, you know, from you know people that are listeners in their lives or, or sort of famous good listeners. But anyway, um, so this listener, who I believe is submitting their own words, because um, and they had to resubmit because their last three words. This is listener Seb- Sebastian Weinbach. <gasps> Seb. Yeah. Um, Sebastian, Sebastian, it's great to hear from you. Thank you so much. Well, they one of the best guys, I reckon. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, one of the greatest listeners um, has their own podcast. Co-host of the How Do We Rob This podcast? Yeah, which we appeared on a long time ago. And yeah. um, we, I'm just trying to go to our what? What the three words that we that he had sent in. That we ac- you oh, accidentally it mentioned. was uh, neo ne- neoliberal glory hole. That's right. And then he realized that Andy, you had basically stumbled upon that with some idea that you'd either mm. tweeted or come up with. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, tr- using the the glory hole as a deliberate, de- uh, you know, a, a service delivery absolutely method yeah. for uh, for other other genres of things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's probably what, what just like the mail slot that are in those doors. That's a thing that we. They, it's basically what the conservative version of it is. I guess so. You know, You're and right. if anything, that flap that comes down 
<laughs> is kind of a protection device against people putting their penis through it. Because if you do put it I through, think- that flap will stop you from being able to pull it out. Because of the, um, I don't. Is that how that flap works? Well, because remember, it, com- it, it comes in. down yeah. like that. So if you mm. get a penis head through there, which has a, a mushroom top mm. of some sort, um, that mm. mushroom top it kind of acts like a, you know, like like a like a stoppage, a stoppage. It's like a, you know, mm. anyway, parachute. Parachute. It's a <laughs> solid parachute. Um, so Sebastian's three words. Would you like to try to guess what? Mm. They are. Uh, well, uh, it, it, before it was neoliberal glory hole, so I'm going to guess all three words at once this time, okay? okay. And I'm going to say it's neo-fascist, um, uh, shame pit. Cl- neo-fascist shame pit. Neo-fascist one word in this one? Oh, yeah, and shame pit uh, yeah. is also one word, or is it? No, those are two okay. words. Okay. <laughs> so... Okay, okay, great. Well, uh, it is incorrect. I'm so sorry. Oh. Yeah, but the real three words are fragile, male, yes, id. Yes. Oh, interesting. So he's he's playing with the idea of the fragile male ego, mm. uh, but using one of the other uh realms of consciousness. Now what is the difference between an ego and an Freud's id? conception of I have looked this up so many times mm. because it's one of the things that I would love to know. Yeah. And I am never able to remember it. I've also tried several times to understand the just the the, the basics of Jungian psychology psychoanalysis. Yeah. And no, I have yeah. it's, got it's madness. Um, Analy- oh, sorry. Jungian is analytical psychology, and Freud is psychoanalysis. They um they had a f- falling out, and they came up with those two different yeah. versions, well, which I think is really nice. Well, the id is the part of the mind in which innate instinctive impulses and primary processes are mm. manifest. Mm. The cultural sure. the conflict between the drives of the id and the demands of the cultural superego. That's somebody from a country mm. said that. Um, ah, I bet they did. So it's basically it sounds like instinct. I guess it, innate uh, instinctive yeah. impulse and primary processes yeah. are manifest. So it almost sounds like the lizard mm. brain. Mm, yeah. So you know we're talking uh, eating, shitting, mm. probably a bit of sexy stuff, breathing time, kind of business, um, hunting, breathing. But oh, but something that happens that makes this collapse. Mm. Yeah. I guess, well, I think you know. I guess you get self-conscious in some way about those those urges. If it's a male, if it, you do know, you think it's somebody like a a woman criticized your breathing, and you cease yeah, being well, able to? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that I mean, it is it is interesting because men, you know, men can't do anything right anymore, Alice. What? You know, they can't do anything. Oh, so far I, yeah, I no, seem no, to be able to. The case. Yeah, well, uh, you're wrong. No, no, um, that could just be another thing that. I'm getting wrong. <laughs> uh, and uh, so, br- you know, if if um, people did start criticizing um, men for breathing, all men felt like they weren't able 
to breathe. Well, nobody was praising their breathing enough. <laughs> nobody was praising their breathing enough. They used to, men used to be able to breathe most of the air. And now they can't keep all of the breath, breath for the, and look, this isn't making any fucking sense. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, but, but to feel like there was, maybe there was like, there's an, a, a very male way of doing some of those basic things, you know, that, that masculinity is under attack mm. in terms of the way that men breathe and the way that men, yeah. um, shit. Yeah. Uh, real lizard brain stuff. Know. Well, I see Like, I don't. Yeah, I don't necessarily feel the need to like get it. I think it can just be a problem with one person in this sketch. You're right. Who, of course it can. Who, you know, is having one of these over-the-top reactions, which can be a stand-in for your kind of bigger idea that it's everyone. Because, I mean, in even in the sure. real world, it's not none of these things are happening. They're just what insecure uh, men are afraid of is happening, and they can rally other men behind them by saying that it is happening and they need to find a way to defend mm. themselves in, in some way mm. from it. Um, yeah. And this idea that a man has collapsed um, and is on a ventilator because <laughs> nobody has been complimenting his breathing enough and that men used to have their breathing complimented. And then people are like, I don't think that the hack actually did happen. <laughs> Even in the sort of heyday of Men sort of ruling, <laughs> where the, yeah, the patriarchy. Where the patriarchy was at its at its at its strongest and its most absolute. I still don't think men really, you know, got applauded for um for breathing. But you know, if your wife doesn't, <laughs> you're in a relationship with someone, and you feel that your wife doesn't celebrate enough your breathing, <clears throat> and you know. Her breathing is apparently just as important as yours now, and you do start to feel very threatened by it. She and actually breathes more than me. Yeah, yeah. And, and you can't you can't handle that. Mm. You're sitting there at the table, seething with resentment, counting her breaths. <laughs> counting her breaths. Yeah. yeah. And then and then, you know, maybe you I guess, well, I guess um, if you did have a respiratory illness, mm. that would be the equivalent of sort of losing the breadwinner status, you know, becoming unemployed in your family, right? And certainly, it, oh, I mean, what about this, Alistair? Is this anything that, like, imagine the indignity of having to be given CPR by your own wife, that once upon a time you were the man, you would have... You would have done all the breathing, and here is your wife able to not only breathing for herself, for herself but also now breathing for well, you. I think this is, and you're just totally dependent. I think that this is the the, you know, this has only contributed to his, <laughs> to his, you know, having struggle with breath, and then realizing that his wife mm. was now breathing for the both of them, and then he felt mm. completely uh, unneeded. Not even he's not even needed for his own body now. Mm, He's completely yeah. useless. <laughs> I mean, it could also it could also be a good example of you know guys not helping around in the house. <laughs> well, I think it's quite funny. It is it is quite funny the idea of a husband who doesn't even breathe for himself, 
yet. Not only does he not clean, he doesn't help with the kids, but he just lies there, not even breathing. And his wife has to breathe air into his lungs yeah. for him. This is how useless and, this is. And he's guy just is. sitting there complaining about how men used to have their <laughs> yeah. breath complimented. That's and, quite, and that's why. That's quite funny. I've lost confidence in it. Mm. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. As a thing, yeah. Um, um, well, I think we might have well, all the sketch what, artists. That's a, that's a, that's a pointed bit of satire <laughs> there. About, uh, um, I'll take us through the sketch uh, ideas. Yeah, making making a, a statement. Feels like a big. It feels like a big episode, Andy. This was a big episode. Two ninety five. Mm. I think it's one for the uh, for the big episode books. Yeah, it's a good episode. Yeah, uh, you know what? I'm sick of this. I get the bank sending me statements all the time. Never send me any questions. Mm. When was the last time your bank, your bank uh, asked you something? I think they do. I think sometimes they send questionnaires of, and say, oh, yeah, you go in the running for like a $15 yeah, all right. voucher. All right. All right. Fuck off, Alistair. <laughs> fuck off. All right. Fuck um, off. So we got per- permanent water phase change, which is, um, you know, a world in which something happens from behind the dimension behind everything. And it changes the, the thing with water phases. And it, and once it changes phase, it stays in that phase. And, of course, that leads to the esophageal suck. That's why we're dealing with mm. <laughs> gaseous water um, and how to drink it. And then we got oil drinking problem. This is somebody with an oil drinking problem. They, they, they're living that oil lifestyle, which has become a real trend. And it's just these unbelievably oily people who <laughs> just who so said they feel they they never have felt better. They think it's a health thing and they're replacing all the water in their body with oil, which is a a more complex uh, chemical and which makes them a more complex person. It's um it's really awful to think about is what it is, Alistair. Yeah. I just picture all their clothes are just drenched in oil and their hair is slicked back. <laughs> But I mean, I th- one way that you could deal with that, if your all your clothes were drenched in oil stains, you could wash them in oil, and what that would do is it would just make it like a uniform oily, mm. right? Yeah, I like to think that they put on some dry clothes, and then, and then they just get oily over time. But I, yeah, I don't mind as long as I'm looking at an oily person interacting with the regular world. I think I'm happy. I'm having a good time. Because <laughs> yeah, exactly. the as long as I look at an oily man, because there's a, I got no complaints. Yeah, there's. I think there's a, the world isn't built for humans to be that oily. <laughs> Door handles Absolutely are not. too slick, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. you know a, a lot of them are round, and your hand will just not be able to get that grip that it's needed. The finger. Yeah, it's it's interesting because there are some things that are like adaptations that you put in place for the elderly, mm. which would help these people, like those lever-type door handles. Yeah. But then there's other adaptations like ramps, which wouldn't help them no. at all. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if even stairs would help them that much. <laughs> I think they would have, yeah, they'd be okay with have a better stairs. chance yeah. of getting as long upstairs as you've just got than you would. Straight downward force. There's no sideways forces. Exactly. You wouldn't want to pick up That's too much speed. You wouldn't want um, there to be any wind. Yeah, but I, except I do think that they would, they would start sk- sk- sort of skating on their bare feet, you know, or like on their shoes or whatever. It would be a kind of a ice skating, but oil skating. Then we've got looked, and I've just written down the dimension behind everything because I think 
there is something in it, right? But I don't, we, you know, it's too, it's too hard to think about right now. But some, maybe somebody finds it. Absolutely. Somebody finds it during a game of hide and seek. <gasps> that would be so good. Mm. Yeah, to find an alternative dimension. The, the ultimate hiding spot mm. behind everything. Mm. Or just to slip into the memories. Yeah. Of the ones you love. If you could just actually retreat into your own mind entirely, physically. <gasps> mm. um, I, I actually became a, I became a fictional character. Sure. I became a memory of myself. But then to, it would be then reversing that and coming back out. That's the hard part. That's yeah. the really hard part after the other hard part. But it does seem like that's a lesser hard part. Because once you get that done, it's the other bit. That is really, really hard, I think, because we've never made anything. We've put things into our mind before. Not physically, but at least we've put things into our mind. I know, but then I was going to say, actually, we have taken things from our mind and made them a reality. But it's not the actual thing. Forget it. All right, I'm just, I'm arguing with myself. <laughs> but also, it's so hard to take something from your mind and make it a reality exactly. Yeah. And imagine if it was you you were trying to make. Yeah. It'd be tricky. I feel like, you know, my artistic skills wouldn't be up to it. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to realize that vision. I'm not a very visual Especially person. without a body. That would be really even harder. I would find that yeah. hard. Um, then we've got the only person who understands that things can be behind other things. Sketch mm. or sitcom. Maybe The Office. <laughs> then we've got the... The invention of hiding. The invention of... Well, the, the invention... <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's the invention of hiding uh, or the invention of object permanence. Um, then we've got dentist in a show. Um, <laughs> Great. <laughs> then we've got... It's a real shitty performance as well. It's a real terrible Then we've got oper cabaret operating theater restaurant, which is in the same world, maybe. Maybe it's not. I don't know, it's not in the same world, but I'm just saying it like it's... They're in the same ballpark of ideas. It's like the opposite idea. No, it's not the opposite. It's just a restaurant. Anyway, uh, eat your own ass restaurant. And that's where you take a third day. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we've already come up with yeah. this, but I still like it. But did it. we say that you take a I date still there? Like it. You take a date. <laughs> I don't think we did. I think that's a new element. Only way to kill alien is to eat it. Giant alien comes. Mm. It's the only way to beat it is to eat it. Just eat it. Uh, man collapses because he hadn't had his breathing complimented by his wife. Or, you know, maybe. Or his wife is breathing for him. Wife. Or his... We don't know. We don't know. His... We don't know. We, we never claimed to know. That's I think maybe one could you lead the ones to the... Here and assumed that we knew how to know. It's, it's, one could lead to the other. Um, How to Know sounds like a very uh, good title for a modern mm, philosophy book. How to Know. I think we should, uh, we should have philosophical debates and then release, release them as small booklets. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a great idea. On the wetness of water. Yeah. On whether or not water is wet. Well, it, but it wasn't even that, actually. It was whether or not fish are wet, I yeah. think, was the original. Yeah, that's true. The original discussion. Mm. And it um, is because it has water yeah. on it. Yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And Thank you so much for listening to In Think Tank. We really like that you did that. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Stupid Old Andy. He's at Alistair TV, and we are at Two In Tank. You can... And you can check out the Discord. There's a link to the Discord in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Join us. We have a little bit of fun. It's low key. There's no pressure. Nope. Yeah, a lot of these other Discords, you feel like you've got to post on there 10, 20 times a day, or you lose your, uh, your status. Yeah, here, there's no status. No, Everybody is equal. Here. It's a com. It's a utopia. It's a utopia. It's a u- utopic discord. It's a ubutopia. Ubutopia. Um, and uh, anything else? Patreon. You can support us on Patreon. You can get on there. Par- get the side tank episodes. There's been some good ones recently, and you can get yourself a little bit of. Uh, I found an old story. I found a couple of old stories that I'd like to put on sci-fi. Trial yeah, well, guys. let's do one this month. I dream about doing sci-fi you know try guys. We've only got we've only we've only got everything else to do. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We are overloaded, but we can try. And we we love love you. you. Goodbye, my love. Bye. Goodbye, my love. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods. For 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns.